0: Welcome to the Knowing God podcast. The hope of this podcast is that it would help you to know the Word of God so that you may ultimately know God. I'm your host, Andrew Rutten. Today we are going to be looking at Colossians 1 verse 20. Just by way of reminder, verse 19 says, For in him the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. Now here's verse 20. And through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. One of the great tragedies of the church today is the division that seems to run rampant with little repentance. Now, division is nothing new to the church. The church has been divided over theology, practice, music styles, philosophies, and much, much more, unfortunately. But today, we tend to see divisions not only in those areas, but also along political lines and racial lines, maybe most predominantly. You know, recently in our country, those two areas have had the strongest dividing power. And Jesus prayed in John 17 that we, the church, would be as unified as the Trinity. I mean, think about this for a moment. The triune God is perfectly united. All three members, never existing without the others, always in loving relationship with one another. And Jesus prays that we would be one as God is one. Yet that seems so preposterous because for most Christians, that is rarely a felt Reality. So the question I think is, is there any hope for reconciliation, for unity as we are a divided people? Can ideological conservatives and progressives somehow be unified? Can racial divides be broken down and races worship together? Well, according to Colossians 120, the answer is yes. But what we need to know is where is this hope? How can we be unified? Well, let's look again at the power of this verse. Paul says, and through him, the son, to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven. Two important things to highlight there. First, notice what can be reconciled. He says all things, whether on earth or in heaven, which there's literally nothing else besides that all things, everything on earth and everything in the heavens. That means your conflict with another Christian or any division that seems to creep in does have hope for reconciliation. All things means everything, even the craziest of people, circumstances, or situations. But second, I want you to notice the subject of this reconciliation of all things. He says it is through him and to himself. Listen carefully here. Reconciliation is done as two parties come to reconcile in Jesus. We can discuss racial reconciliation all we want to, but the world has been racist since the fall. Prejudice, jealousy, egocentrism, all of that stuff is a result of sin. For people left in their sin, True reconciliation at a deep soul level cannot truly happen. Reconciliation is done by Jesus and with Jesus. He is the one who truly reconciles and unites all things in himself. And how exactly does he do this reconciliation work? The end of the verse says, making peace by the blood of his cross. Paul tells us in Ephesians that it is the blood of Jesus that both unites us with God and unites us with one another. Peace comes through the blood-bought work of Jesus. So my question at this point would be this, how exactly is it that the blood of the cross of Christ reconciles anything, right? How how is this blood-bought peace actually given between two people? Well, I have two ideas here. First, the blood of the cross revealed the state of all humanity and therefore places people at an equal footing. The Bible says that we are not only all created in the image of God, so we're on an equal footing there, but we also all are needing the cross because of our sin. So if that's true, then there really is no one who is superior Or inferior. We all have dignity and value, and we all have a sin issue that is needing the cross of Jesus Christ. And whether we're speaking about racial issues or just the issues that you have with your spouse or your friend, the cross cuts down arrogance. It makes the proud look foolish. I mean, who can be proud when we are talking about the blood and cross of Christ? If you're a Christian, you're a Christian because the blood of the cross was your only hope for your depraved and desperate soul. And if that's the case, how do we ever have higher ground over anyone? The humility that the cross brings can have the power to unify and level us as the same. The humility that the cross brings has the power to unify and level All of humanity. Now, the second reason that this can help us unify or reconcile is because the family of God is powerfully bound together through blood. Uh, Maybe if you have a close family, or even if not, maybe you've heard the phrase that blood is thicker than water. You know, it means at the end of the day, relationships kind of come and go, but those that are bound by blood, meaning family relationships, those are bound tighter than other relationships. And if that is true for our earthly family, how much more true is that for the eternal family of God that is bound together by the blood of Jesus? You know, you listening to this right now, you and I, we may not be blood relatives in the worldly sense, but if we are both Christians, we are blood relatives in an eternal sense. We are related by blood, the blood of the cross of Christ. And it is Jesus' blood that unifies us. And it is the blood of Jesus making us family that actually gives us the power in his presence to reconcile together. All divisions in this world need the blood of Jesus to truly unite and reconcile because it offers something thicker than even family relationships. It offers the spiritual power of Christ himself bringing us to a place of union and peace together, only bought by the blood of Jesus. So here's what I would leave you with today. I want you to consider a relationship or a situation that you may need to reconcile. Now, obviously, this is not a counseling session, so I I know there are specific situations where it may not be healthy, and, and those should be pretty evident to you, I would guess most relationships and situations in your life do call for Christians to move toward reconciliation. So if you have that situation in mind, maybe not the most drastic one that's unhealthy, but just a, a situation that could use reconciling or could use peace, I would encourage you, would you take those two steps and move toward reconciliation? First, acknowledge that you are on equal footing. You are not superior or more righteous. And I know that can be hard because in some conflicts, you may actually not be the one at fault. But in an eternal sense, you've needed and received grace just as much as anyone else. Therefore, we do not as Christians develop a superiority complex. (laughs) We should only grow in humility. We acknowledge our need for grace as much as anyone else on earth. So we do not stand on superiority, but on equal footing. So then second, Would you pray for the power of Jesus to work peace out of disunity and address that conflict? Over and over again in the Bible, we are told to run towards conflict because we have the powerful blood-bought peace available to us in Christ. The power of Christ can do amazing things. He prayed that we would be one. He wants us to be one. He has the power to to unite. He has the ability to bring peace. Would you see yourself on equal footing in need of grace? Would you pray for the peace of Jesus Christ in his gospel to be in the situation? And would you pursue reconciliation? Friends, may God bless you and keep you. May he give you favor, grace, and peace.